Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Andrew Everson, who is from St. Joachim Catholic Church and School as the music director. Did I That's get all correct. that correct, Andrew? I think you got all that right. And we're here today because Andrew is the responsible party for this wonderful song that he and his choir put together that is quite apropos for our time, especially as we struggle through this virus. We'll come back to that in a moment. But before we go too much further, Andrew, would you mind leading us in a brief word of prayer? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we place all things in your hands and in your, your great care and we know that uh, through all these times, COVID and, and everything that's related to it, that it's imperative that we uh, leave these things in your hands, uh, knowing that your will be done. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Before I even try to explain how this song uh, impacted me, I want you to tell us just a, a little bit, what is this song? And then I want to actually hear the song. So okay. tell us just a, a brief snippet. What is this song we're about to hear? Well, I, I think it's a song of hope. And I think uh, it might be a little more directed toward people who are in choirs or other situations like that than others. And uh, how much we miss that Sunday mass and being able to sing as a group. And then and I think uh, congregationally as well, how much we miss that and how much we look forward, God willing, soon to the day when we can sing together again. And I, I guess uh, rather than focus on, I guess, the negative, the, you know, poor us, you know, what a horrible situation we're in, which you can't help but dwell on it. We at, are at in times. a horrible situation right now. Yeah. I was projecting forward, you know, just saying there is a time the church has been through worse, I'm sure. And that's uh, also very true. And there's got to be a time not too far ahead, God willing, that um, we will be together again singing. And so the name of the song is What a Great Day It Will Be. What a Great Day It Will Be. And this song is available on YouTube right now. Correct. And we're going to go ahead and play it here in just a moment. And then when we come back after playing this song, we're going to talk with you and we're going to talk with some of the choir members. And I want to talk through a little bit about what kind of has driven the ideas behind this song. Okay. So without further ado, let's hear what a great day it'll be. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. And a time to refrain from embracing. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. You bring us back more faithful. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. Wow. 
that was a great and powerful song. I have to say thank you very much for allowing us to air that and for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to know what your reaction is to hearing that song when it's played now that it's done. Now that it's done and put together. Well, I guess I could go two directions. One is I've been so uh, up to my eyeballs in the song for the last month, now month and a half, that it's like, you know, some time away from thing. the thing would be good. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, with a lot of my recordings in the past, uh, you know, I'm knee deep in them and then they finally get out and I'm glad they, they do what they're supposed to do. And uh, but when I get away from them for a year or two and then I suddenly hear it again, I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. You know, so I'm kind of in that up to my eyeballs phase a little bit right now. But on the other hand, um, to see its effect and to hear back from uh, a variety of people across the country, especially choir directors who have written me asking for the sheet music, saying, you know, this is really something important. And uh, and we'd like to have the sheet music so that uh our choir could either somehow do this now or somehow do it in the future. I guess that's a high-impact kind of email that you might get and, and know that your work has, has perhaps done something meaningful and, uh, and that God's taking care of this. We've had on this program the last uh, several weeks several of our higher leadership. Bishop Van has been on. Our other bishops have been on. We've been talking about the reasons why we have to uh, be careful and why it is, therefore, that we need to be away from mass and it's hard because there are a lot of people who think, Oh no, we should trust in God. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's presumptuous too. Mm-hmm. Um, God never said that he was going to, to preserve us from this. Why would we put that on God? And of course, some of those reasons include as well that you're going to have a lot of people volunteer who are in their seventies. We've got priests who are up there. We hate the idea that we're away from mass and we would probably die for our faith, but is it worth killing for our faith and helping to have people? Kill? So we have to stay away for the sake of the lives of the people that we, we might risk. Mm-hmm. But it certainly puts a burden on all of us. And I think your song, it, it does two things. I noted the positiveness of it, mm-hmm. but it comes from this echo. You could hear back there of how much we're longing for yes. that positive. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I want to ask you, because you're in a kind of unique position, you're not only working with the parish on Sundays, you're also working with the school kids, Uh and you're not with them. Now, having been a a teacher myself and a a principal, I know that people who, when they stay in education for any length of time, they're there, frankly, because they love the kids. Yeah. How has this been on you? Yeah, that's uh, one of the things I miss the most. I certainly, you know, top uh, that... uh, the school kids I would see in my class each week, and I would see them as a, as a school choir. We would meet once a week for rehearsal, and uh, those faces, those relationships that you know are are nurtured on a weekly basis, or you know they feel rather scattered right now. Uh, and while I see them on Zoom, and uh, we do what we can to uh, uh, keep education going, and I must say that our school pivoted on a dime and did a really great job. Of so you're moving. all. The Catholic schools, your school, mm-hmm. just to speak specifically for St. Joachim, your school is actually doing, continuing their education, Correct. doing Zoom every mm-hmm. day? Every day, yeah. Okay. Uh, that started the week, really days after the uh, uh, lockdown was imposed. This school turned on a dime and just... How's and the just, participation uh, been? Has it been... Uh, have we gotten to a point where it's almost becoming a very uncomfortable new normal? Yeah, I'd say that's what I would call it. I think everybody longs for actual contact actually getting back together again but the new normal is is there and it's routine now and uh kids are learning teachers are teaching and it's uh it's going on in in the best way it possibly can under the circumstances so i then want to talk a little bit about how you put this this thing together because that wasn't on zoom (laughs) no Uh, no, you had that actually there at the school and we even have a a couple of scenes where you've spaced but you're there yeah yeah how did you manage to do all that yeah that took some a lot of conversation between me and uh frank calabretta who is uh our uh default uh sound engineer of the choir he's the one who certainly knows most about that and i had to have a lot of long talks with him about how we would accomplish this and uh, at the time, they would allow 10 people in the building, so we needed a foundation track, a track that would everybody else would sing to. And so we brought 10 of us into the church, spaced ourselves out. Actually, before we went into the church, we rehearsed it outdoors, and 
is spaced apart outdoors. We've There's no it. acoustics outdoors, yeah. but you yeah, can at least get the space. It doesn't sound too bad in the, in, amongst <laughs> the buildings. But anyway, but once we felt like we had it to where we could do it in a couple of takes, then we went into the church and okay. and did that very quick take, which was uh, both recorded well, you, and videotaped. You were definitely spaced. I saw that. Yeah. I thought that was, that was pretty good. And <laughs> phase two was the tough one um, because we knew we were going to set up an outdoor recording station with a shotgun microphone that would be, you know, very close distance, something like that. So these. what's a shotgun microphone? Well, it would uh, really focus like a telescope on the, okay. on, the, on the person's voice. So this is kind of like the mics we use here in the studio Correct. where they eliminate side-to-side noise. Correct. And they focus only on what's directly in front of them. Correct. Direct mic. Correct. Okay. To a degree, anyway. Um, it's hard to, uh, we found out along the way um, that there were a lot of sounds that we had. You could hear those cars. Of. Yes, yeah. you could hear those planes <laughs> flying overhead out of John Wayne. And uh, we had a flock of parrots that joined us for a little while and, and, and sang along. But, uh, They've been around the, for a while, too. They're, the flock. they're cute until they invade your fruit tree. <laughs> <laughs> Pecan tree, yeah. There you go. So uh, so that was a challenging day. We did that afternoon into the evening, about mm, 2 in the afternoon until 6.30 in the evening. Uh, and it was drive-by. You know, it was, it was the uh, carpool drop-off pickup line at school is what it amounted to. That's where I put it. So you had it for a few hours at a time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, cars would pull up and kid would get out or an adult and sing their part, which I had been teaching them via Zoom at home and things like that. They'd get out and sing their part under that microphone. And uh, we filmed each one as they went. And then uh, they got back in the car, zoomed away and on to the next. And the combination of the church recording and the outdoor recording station recordings, we were able to put together a decent mix of the thing. And then we went on to Zoom recordings, which weren't as good for audio, obviously. But it sure helped a lot more people uh, be involved. This is turning out to be a, a really neat production. And I want to make sure that we have a little more input also from some of the people that actually took part in this. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to have a couple of our parents join us by telephone, uh, I think one at a time. And we'll go ahead and chat through their story. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Andrew Everson, who is the choir director at St. Joachim for both the parish and for the school. And he has a new song that we just listened to a little bit ago that expresses hope. And when we come back, we're going to explore a little bit more about it. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope in beautiful Garden Grove, California, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. With me today is Andrew Everson, who is the choir director for St. Joachim, and he has put together, with a lot of help it sounds like, oh, yeah. has put together mm-hmm. a song on singing again and the hope that that brings. And what we wanted to do was to bring together a couple of the parents that helped put this together. So on the phone with us now is Ariana Garcia, And Ariana, welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad that you were able to come. I understand that you have been involved with the school for quite some time. You're a mother of four, including an eighth grader at the school? Yes, I am. Yes, we've we've been part of St. Joachim Parish and the school community for many years. Is that your youngest is the eighth grader? She's our oldest. We what are you? What, what are the grades? Give, give me. I'm a former principal. Give me the grades. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, eighth, fourth, first, and we have a two year old. Okay, the two year old's up and coming. All right, fourth is a great, great year. I used to think I want to retire to fourth grade because they come in believing in Santa Claus and they come out able to hold an adult conversation, but they haven't learned to abuse that yet. That's fifth grade. It's just the right age for yeah. teaching music, I can tell you that. Oh, and, it is. And choir. Well, they, I know, right? They sing their hearts out. You I, know? I bet. So you've been involved yeah. with choir with uh, the school for quite some time. Are you also involved with the parish? We are, yes. We've been a member of St. Joachim Parish for many years since our kids were very young. So how did you go about uh, making this video with Andrew? What did he have you and your family do? My daughter's been in choir with Mr. Everson since she was in fourth grade, and it's been a, just a wonderful experience with Mr. Everson. And uh, he he came to her and said, you know, Gianna, I'd like you to be part of it, and this is what I'd like you to sing. And um, it's just it's an absolutely beautiful song with 
so many choir members and with the school and the parish. It's uh, truly a work of art. You've done an amazing job, Mr. Everson. Thank you, Ariana. <laughs> so <laughs> t- tell me, how did this go down? What did you end up doing? What was the, the part that you and your daughter played? So she sang soprano, and she um, sang part of the choir or the chorus of it. And Mr. Everson and I, we've known each other for many years, and you know, he called me and just said, I've I've created this you know, beautiful song, and I'd like your daughter to be part of it, and I'm going to have the school choir, other members, and parish members and and put this together and so he was on zoom with her and they sang you know he had his guitar and he was singing with her and telling her what to do and so um as a mom i was just uh coordinating and just directing as you know sometimes what we do as moms and did she <laughs> here have, at the house did she come into the church for part of this or come to the school for part of this as well she didn't no mm-hmm. she did everything through zoom mm-hmm. and that's how she's been doing doing her choir classes as well through that's, Zoom. That's amazing. How's that worked out yes. for you? We were talking a little bit with, uh, I know him as Andrew, so <laughs> with Mr. Yes. Emerson. Uh, and it's kind of funny because it, I, having it, yeah. been in, in Catholic education, it's, it's interesting to, to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's part of the language my, of my choir member, to my <laughs> choir members, I'm Andrew, to anything school, yes. whether it's a parent or a child. No, you have to, Mr. Everson. You have anyway. to do that or the kids well, pick up wrong. But anyway. I, I know, right? <laughs> so. How has it been like as a parent having to deal with the shutdown of the school and working with your children on Zoom every day? How has that been going? You know, I, I would say, uh, we, you know, we have good days and bad days and great days are when everything goes really smooth because we have multiple kids on multiple Zooms at the same time. Yeah. Um, inc- yeah, including my husband who works here at yeah. the house. My house as well. Work. We're doing the same thing. My wife is working. I'm working. And I've got three, two in college and one in high school. Yeah, the bandwidth is strained to the limit. It is. So I would say we've got days where everything goes really smooth, and then we have those days where we have those hiccups, and um, I don't know, you know, it's just where you feel like you're just trying to catch up on all the work for the kids and making sure they're doing what they need to do in the right Zoom times. And then as well as my work and getting done, I'm a middle school counselor, and so I, um, you know, I still have students that I need to take care of. So I would say it's challenging at times. There's no doubt. I think that, you know, my oldest two are ready. I mean, if they could say school would start today, they'd be getting their school clothes on right now and running. You know, I think my first grader loves being home, and obviously my two-year-old loves it as well. But, you know, having a toddler running around and then older children, um, it is, we have a very busy house. And then it's, you know, it's breakfast and lunch and dinner and trying to take care of the house and Feeding everybody and making sure the house is running smoothly is is all part of our day to day life. It's hard to keep things together when everybody's always home. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> let me ask. <laughs> let me ask a, a moment. Your eighth grade daughter's name first name is what again? Gianna. Gianna. Now Gianna is an eighth grader, and that's uh-huh. a very special year. How has it been for yeah. her? That has to be hard. You know, it has been uh, challenging for her because in eighth grade, there's so many awesome activities that happen as you get closer to the end of the year. Um, you know, the eighth yeah. grade Washington trip that they didn't go to, they go to yeah. Disneyland. You know, there's just like kind of a rite of passage that happens when you're in eighth grade with yep. just that feeling at St. Joachim. You know, these students have been in class with each other since they're in kindergarten and only having one class per grade. They're very close. Their last day all together was on March 13th. And, I, you know, yeah. they didn't even realize that. And as parents, we didn't realize that. And I think that that has been hard because they didn't get to have that final send-off. We're hoping to hear about graduation. And so it's been a challenge, I think, a, a wave of emotions. Sometimes I think my daughter feels okay, and there's other days where she's sad about it. Um, but I, my daughter's also very positive. She has a positive outlook, and she's excited also about her future um, she's going to modern day, and um, she's just, you know, so excited about that opportunity. My wife went to modern day, so something about Cardinal or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but b- bottom line then is she's been coping. Did the participation she had on this song, did that help? It did. I think she felt like she was part of this just awesome experience with her other choir members, and um, I don't, and obviously with the parish choir members, I don't think that they realized how amazing this song and how amazing this would be. Um, it's, it's a beautiful song. It's one of those songs, I have to tell you, 
Mr. Everson Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I've been, it, in, it's in my head. So I feel like I'm singing it all day long. I'm like, what a great day. <laughs> like, you just, like, I hear myself singing it. It has such an amazing tune, and I feel like it's very uplifting. And, and I think for Gianna, she gets a little bit shy on the Zoom, so her whole I don't feel like her personality totally came out in the Zoom just because I, she's she's got a big personality, but I think on Zoom she kind of, like, you know, she gets a little shy. Um, but it's definitely, it's one of those, it's just a great song, and I think I feel so blessed, Mr. Everson, that you had her be a part of it. As far as the performances and things go, it, it, Tom, it really is hard to convey the final outcome to somebody who's taking part in a piece of it. And so they... So I, I think she, like many, you know, may have been just kind of, you know, kind of sitting, singing and doing the right thing mechanically, but not necessarily yeah. acting out the part or, or things like that. So that's kind of the normal thing. I think that's that's the outcome. Some people were a little more theatrical than others. And uh, yeah. and you got a variety pack there and that's OK. Now, you have Absolutely. you have two other children that are in in the school and then one toddler. Is that correct? You know what? I actually have um, so our fourth graders at school, and then our first grader is actually in public school because okay. he has an IEP. Ah, okay, very good. And uh huh. And then we have our little one, our, our little two-year-old. Now so we have um, grader. a teenager, and then we have diapers. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Your, your fourth grader. Yeah. How is she dealing with the shutdown? Because again, it's an interesting age, fourth grade. Yes. Um, so our fourth grader is a boy. Um, we have girl, boy, boy, girl, and um, our son George is in fourth grade, and he, you know, he definitely would like to go back to school. I think it's been really challenging for him just to have, you know, all of his assignments, knowing what to do, that learning experience. And we have an amazing, amazing teachers at St. Joachim, so they've been doing such a great job. Um, but I think for him as a student, he really needs that feeling that he's in the class with the other classmates and then having the teacher um, instruct, that's what he needs. And I think that for him, emotionally, it's been difficult for George. Although he's doing very well, um, I think he's he definitely, we've had to really help him with his work and what he needs to do. Because it's, it's hard to know, you know, what you need to do for math and what you need to do for history. And, and so we've been really helping him out so it's, I think it's been a, a challenge for everybody in different ways. You know, I think for Gianna, she's very studious, and for her, having all doing it on Zoom, she's done very well with, with getting her work done and, and being in the Zoom classes. But for George, it's just a little bit harder. It is, so like it I, would be, yeah. Yeah. I think Gianna, mm-hmm. like a lot of eighth graders, would be uh, self-driven and able to work independently yes. pretty well, whereas the younger yes. graders, that not so much the case, and that requires a lot more uh, parental help. I, I would assume uh, that when... Well, first of all, how long during the day are they on Zoom? Are they on for hours and hours at a time, or how is that working? So um, Gianna's has multiple Zoom classes a day, um, so, so like about a half an hour to an hour for each Zoom. So she may have anywhere from like, say, two to four in a day. George usually only has about one a day, and it's about a half an hour to an hour. And then our son, Grady, who's in first grade in public school, he actually has about one a day as well, about a half an hour to an hour. And then our daughter, Gretchen, actually has – she has cerebral palsy, and she has multiple therapies a day. So – and hers are all on Zoom as well. So, wow. um Yeah, I can tell you. And then I work – you know, my husband works, and we have calls, and we're using Internet and Zoom. And so um, – it's managing them during the day. We have a full calendar in our house with everybody's Zoom classes and when they're on, just to make sure that we're running our computers efficiently uh, because uh, everybody I'm, needs a computer or iPad. I'm starting to feel like a slouch here. <laughs> no. So so let me come back to you for just a moment. Um, how are you holding up? I feel like I'm I'm good. I feel like... You know, I feel like we have those days where I feel like, wow, this today was a good day. And then I do feel like those days where I sometimes just want to crawl back into bed and restart. I think that's normal for any parent just to feel that way because every day I try to wake up and say, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm blessed to wake up and have this day. And then, and then some days just don't go as right. You know, we have meltdowns. Everything seems to be delayed. Not everybody's getting their work done, you know, efficiently, and I'm not managing it. Um, and on those days, I kind of look and say, okay, i got to do better tomorrow. And you're the mom, so, and the mom is, yeah. puts a responsibility on herself sometimes that's not able to easily live up to. So this yeah, song then, has this song helped you personally? 
Yes, uh, it has, because I feel like I said earlier that I, I've been singing this song during the day. I find myself, like, singing this tune, and it actually it makes me feel better, just like when I'm um, doing a mundane job, like folding laundry and doing dishes, and sometimes I just pray that just God just to help me through this, because it just sometimes feels overwhelming. And so I feel like the song is that way where you can just sing it, the tune of it and the chorus of it. And it just, it gets you through the day. And I feel like it definitely has helped in that way. And Mr. Everson has brought so much. This, uh, he's just amazing music director and everything to our school and, and community. And I just feel like this song has just brought so many people together. Ariana, I want to thank you so very much for spending some time sharing that with us. And I hope that you are able to get back to school with your children soon and in the meantime, um, play the song in the, your head because it's a great song. We are talking to Andrew Everson, who is the director of music for St. Joachim School and Parish. And we were just talking as well to a parent, Ariana Garcia. Thank you, Ariana. We're going to continue talking about this, but with another parent who actually is also one of the choir members. The adult choir members. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And today we have a very special program where we have been talking to Andrew Everson and some members of the choir that put together this fantastic song. Andrew, the song's name again is? What a great day it will be. And it will be a great day. And we've been talking to a couple of the members of the choir This last segment, we talked actually to a parent who has helped empower the choir for a while and has a child who's been in the choir and was in the song, the child was, Mm -hmm. and we now have on a member of the choir, Cynthia Morehouse, who is one of the the singers. Welcome, Cynthia, to Orange County Catholic Radio. Thank you for coming to talk with us a little bit. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for having me. And we have, of course, in studio, Andrew with us. And Andrew's been talking a little bit about uh, the production of this. Tell us a little bit, what did you do in this song? What was your part? Well, I uh, I sang on the soprano uh, chorus, and I also sang uh, a verse of the song. I sang the second verse. I seem to recall that was a a, a person who put out a, a lot of, of volume into the... <laughs> it, 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 are, are you a belter by by trade? Do you, <laughs> I've got oh, a yeah. I've got a yeah. daughter who's who's actually in at Cal State Fullerton doing the the theater thing, and she's a belter. She, oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she loves well, she loves Broadway. Well, they don't call me yeah, they don't call me Soul Sister Cynthia for nothing. That's it. That's, <laughs> he that's mentioned that earlier, but we it wasn't on the air. I was going to let you say that Soul, Soul Sister, Sister Cynthia. Cynthia. <laughs> Love it. Here you go. So tell us a little bit, what was this like to put this together? What did you actually do? How did this go for you? Well, I mean, I Andrew asked, you know, hey, I've, I've got this song. You know, I really think it's important. It's it's really relevant for right now. And, and I think it's really going to, you know, be a great thing to bring us together, but also something inspiring for our, our parish, for our, yeah. you know, our community. And, and that is so important. And I just, you know, at that point, I, this is when people were still sort of afraid. I mean, I think people are afraid. I think they're to still afraid. Yeah, go yeah. out. Yeah, we're we're still afraid. But um, but for me, I just I just jumped at the chance because I feel that being a person in the choir, a, a music minister, you know, when I express my faith through song and and when I share that with my parish community, for me, it's really the purest expression of my love for God. And so, but a big part of that is in the sharing of it. So when we can't do that, and, uh, you know, right now we can't, it's just so hard. So we really, I I just jumped at the chance because I thought this is really a great thing to do. And I really wanted to do some singing in my parish. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you are a very enthusiastic music minister and you use the term well. Uh, It's something that a lot of people don't, don't think about, but the people in the choir aren't just singing in the choir and i to, to be honest with you i hear people they'll, they'll clap at the end of the that's the problem yeah. end of the services yeah. as if it's yeah. a performance yeah and it's not right. it's no. part of the ministry it's we, part of i think right. we've always been uncomfortable with that we wish just people would 
Yeah, kind of leave that out of it because it does. Mm, yeah, it does strike the, a nerve the, that's not right. Well, and that's the other thing behind here. I mean, it's very clear just listening to your voice talking that you have a great joy in being able to make music. But that's not something yeah. that you're you're trying to make for yourself in choir. You're trying to make it for God and God's people. Is that correct? Well, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, there's there have been times where. For me, it's a prayer. It's like a prayer when I am singing and, you know, you have these wonderful composers and they've put their, their words to music, but it's, it's just a different kind of music. And I, and I really feel like it's the best kind of singing that I do. And I've often gotten lost in a song before because I surrender my fear. And when I do that, I feel God close to me. And, and sometimes it throws me, you know, there might be another verse coming and I, and I have to refocus because <laughs> I feel that I am saying, you know, I'm, I'm praying. I'm really sending a prayer up. And, and my goal in doing that is really to inspire my, my parish, to inspire my congregation and to inspire them to, to deepen their faith, to just hopefully they can hear what I'm saying and they can hear, they can hear the prayer within the music. And that's really my goal. And yes, it's not a performance. It is something that it's really, I'm trying to draw them in and I'm trying to, you know, inspire them to, to really feel the Holy Spirit and God's presence. So in putting this song together in light of what you just said, how did this strike you and how does it strike you now that it's finished? Let's start with well, putting it together. Well, it's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, what um, do we do now? <laughs> yes, yes. The... um the putting it together was really wonderful because, you know, I, I sang part of the, I sang the soprano uh, refrain, but I also helped in some of the alto parts in the recording. And, um, just, just to sing with, you know, my fellow altos and, and to just hear that harmony was, was so wonderful. Yeah, and, altos never get the I, melody. It's mm, just such a shame. And never get the attention they deserve. That's for sure. They never do. But and they're so crucial. They're Cynthia important. knows how yeah. heartbroken I am when an alto, when I don't have sufficient altos at a mass. I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. It just, it just, oh, it saddens me. Anyway. So did you do everything yeah. on Zoom for this or were you in the, the church as well for part of it? Mm -hmm. how, how did this go? How did you do this? So, yeah, no, we actually, we went to our parish, we went to St. Joachim, and we we maintained a six feet apart distance. I saw that, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside and, and inside, we, the rehearsal outside as well as the performance in the church. Yeah, and we, we sang our parts, and we, you know, we did a couple passes through, and we recorded a few different um, variations, and... Um, and that that was very interesting because we're used to being so close together and we had to be so far apart. So when you were doing this, had you already been practicing prior to getting to the grounds there? You went to the school for part of this, is that, or did you go just to the parish? Uh, what we did is it, it was a afternoon into the evening, late afternoon, we practiced outside. We had a rehearsal outdoors in chairs spaced apart. And then when we felt like we right. had it down, you know, that was just it. We practiced and then we went straight into the church and recorded. And then did you do your yeah. part? I, I don't remember. Did you do your part as part of that drive-by thing that was going on or or were you Cynthia, also, how did that yeah, work for you? Cynthia so, was both to a degree, both in. Yeah. Go ahead, Cynthia. Yeah. So I, I was outside um, for the verse. I was actually in our neighbor's backyard, one of our, one of our <laughs> parish choir members we were in his backyard and we were uh doing some video for for the youtube um but also we were recording and so you know it was difficult because you know i i really had to have my voice cooperate and then also i wanted to express you know something visually for our community and then you know we were struggling with you know planes going by from uh, orange county airport and yeah. we they're, really just they're still flying to together they might be empty but they're still flying <laughs> i know yeah so cynthia was yeah. in the what, then, what i call the foundation track the track that everybody sang to and then she, we needed her back to deal with solo issues and things okay, like solo so, material so you you had really to organize this then uh andrew as kind of multi-layered you had yeah. this this basic track that you did in the church and mm -hmm. then you had to have other youtube things put on put part of that or how did that work well what happened is uh we got the foundation recording 
taken care of in the church with Cynthia and several others. Okay, so that's when Cynthia came in as part of that group. Correct. Up there. Okay. Correct. And then two days later, I had a whole schedule of people at our, what I call the outdoor recording station. Okay. And uh, (laughs) I'm, and both adult and school, school choir members were notified and those who could. I uh, drove by, uh, pulled up to the curve, got out of the car, sang their part, got back in the car, drove away. We kept our distance the whole time. Was that part of what you had to do, Cynthia? Well, for me, Rick, um, I was in the church for part of it, and then I did my verse separately uh, outside. And then we also had to do um, a Zoom call, like you had mentioned, where we essentially lip-synced to our recorded version just to... Kind of put it all together. Have some video. Make sure to have video of each player. So so we videoed the outside, uh, the outdoor sessions. So we had that as well as Zoom recordings. And we just tried to double everything just to try to make sure it all worked. Now, you don't have children that are of age to be at the school. Do you have your kids home with you isolating right now? Or how is this working for you? How has it been to be the last seven, eight weeks for you, Cynthia? It's been lonely. I mean, I'm I'm such a I, I really thrive by being around people. You strike I'm, me I'm as an social. extrovert. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm very social, so it's it's difficult. And my daughter is home with me. She's uh, college age. Okay. She's twenty. And uh, she is going to work every day, um, amazingly. And my son, he does not live with me at home. He lives on his own, and uh, he's going to work every day, too. So that's, I'm really glad for them, but at the same time, I'm a, a little bit afraid for them. But um, we're just yeah. trying to do the best we can and really take precautions. And, you know, um, I was making face masks for everybody so that, you know, we could just really ensure that everybody was taking precautions. And uh, when I came to the recording, actually, in the backyard, I, I had face masks for, you know, my, my friends in the choir and, and for Andrew. Andrew, I, ha- Andrew. I, have the, I have the Cynthia model right here in the studio. You, Cynthia, <laughs> right you sewed this? It's, it's, yes. it's blue on the inside, black yeah. and white, uh-huh. uh, speckled type. Yeah. On the outside, it looks like a snake yes. skin almost there. She's a creative soul <laughs> yeah. in more ways than one, let me wow. tell you. Wow, that's very, very nice. Yeah. I said, Andrew, don't let anything happen because I cannot, I will not be able to keep going if something happens to you. <laughs> and I, I likewise, Cynthia. Well, and that's that's got to be hard because I know that for me, I've got, my youngest is a, a senior and she's grieving over the loss of her senior year. Uh, so she's yeah. 18, but I've also got home a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old along with my wife. And we're all mm-hmm. battling bandwidths, but uh, having older kids at home, it has been kind of a joy for me, particularly because they haven't had to go out. But your kids yeah. are out there. They're somehow essential workers, I assume. So They are, yeah. That's got to be hard. How's that been on you? Oh, it's difficult. I, I mean, I can't. I really have to train myself not to think about it in a way because I don't want my mind to go to that place where I'm thinking the worst or I'm worrying too much. Yeah. So I just, um, I mean, really, we, we just pray. I, I pray that they're going to be safe. I mean, when I see them go out the door, when I see my daughter leave and, and, and get in her car and, you know, she has her face mask on and I, I just say a little prayer. You know, I just say, God, you know, take care of her, keep her safe and just protect her from anything that is going to come her way. And that's it. I send my prayer up. I mean, that's just my way of keeping it together. <laughs> and it sounds like you by doing this uh, video for this song that you were able to also give a little to people around you. I take it that helps too. Well, that really helps. I mean, it's our job. It's what we do in the music ministry. You know, we are, we are there to, you know, express our love in song and, and to help our congregation and to inspire them and, and, and to not be doing that, to be separated from our communities is difficult. I mean, I'm not sharing my my faith in the same way as I usually do. And and again, it's the sharing of it that is so important and that we've really learned to do. Yeah. So that that part is difficult. So when we did the song, it was really um it was really special because it was our way to reach out. Cynthia, I want to thank you very much for sharing your feelings about both how this has affected you and how reaching out has been so important and so helpful and how this song has helped you. 
I want to thank you, and I want to thank uh, our other parent uh, for joining us. Ariana. Uh, Ariana. And when we come back, we're going to come back to you, Andrew. I want to talk mm-hmm. just a little bit about how this has impacted you. We've asked your parents to to share. I want to hear how this has, has gone for you as well. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. We've been talking with Andrew Everson and members of his choir about this wonderful song of uplift. And when we come back, we will play it again. But before we do, I want to find out a little bit more. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today has been Andrew Everson, who is the choir director at St. Joachim Community. What town is that in again? Costa Mesa. In beautiful Costa Mesa. We have been talking about your music ministry. You wrote a song. Tell us how this has had impact on you. Okay. You mentioned something about a very disappointing email you had to send. Yes. And how that helped lead to this song. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, it came that time for me, as I think with every music director anywhere in the world, I suppose, where I had to contact the choir and let them know we're at that point a few weeks before Easter where the decision had to be made. Easter is going to be done with, you know, one or two musicians that, that uh, we are not going to be able to sing together as a choir. So I had to let them know that disappointing news. And I'm being me, I just try to end on a positive note. And that positive note was, you know, this will pass, and it'll be a great day when we sing together again. And the moment I hit send, I thought, <laughs> oh, boy, you know, I've got to work on that line and see what it might turn into. And uh, so I immediately got to work on that, and it came together rather quickly. It just seemed to kind of fall on the lap kind of thing. And then I got it around. I, I take part in a liturgical composers forum up here in uh, uh, L.A., and I got it around to those people, and they got back to me with a little bit of critique, which I need. I need a little bit of outside look at the thing from other musicians. Yeah, but the body of Christ mm-hmm. works best in the spirit collectively. Correct, and with that collective spirit was at work there. But within probably two days of starting, I was on the phone with uh, my friend Frank Calabretta, who is uh, ostensibly the engineer of the choir. Oh, okay. And, so, uh, so he was instrumental to this, too. Correct, very much, because we had to think about how can we record this yeah. and observe all the uh, COVID-19 protocols Rules, yeah. and things. Yeah. So that turned into a brainstorming session, which led to, okay, we can only have 10 in the church. That'll be a good place to get our uh, foundation recording. And I, we can record outdoors, hopefully with some success. Maybe <laughs> his last words on the yeah. airplanes going overhead. But and okay. so he was involved there. And then I have a choir mom, Caitlin Lovato, and uh, she uh, helped me organize the kids so that they could drive up and sing at our outdoor recording station. Okay, she and, made sure uh, the logistics flowed. Exactly. And then I, adult choirs were members were mixed into that day, too. So those were the two primary days of recording. But uh, but so within about probably within a week and a half, it was under two weeks between the writing of it and all the recording was done. There was an awful lot of post-production to take place. But I yeah. uh, ridding the sounds of passing airplanes, yeah. flocks of parrots, sure. that kind of thing. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, so that's kind of mechanically, I guess, how it how it came about. And I. Uh, and then you uh, move on to uh, audio production. Uh, we got a pretty good mix of it amongst ourselves here in the choir. Now, who put together the actual audio and video? Yeah, yeah. So that's a, a strong combination of Frank Calabretta, who collected the recordings and got them synchronized and, and did a lot of uh, sort of the grunt work of post-production, if you will. And then the audio, I have uh, uh, several other CDs uh, which we've produced through the years. And uh, I have a friend of mine, Rich Mauser, up in uh, Altadena, who has always done our kind of uh, final mix and master on these things. So I sent it up to him, and he took care of that to make it, you know, really, you know, kind of spit shine the thing, yeah. spit polish yeah. on it. All right. And then I, so the audio was done, I believe, on April 17th, you know, just a, you know, maybe three, not even three weeks after conception of the song. And then I, Joe McDonald, a lovely member of our parish, uh, who uh, does have some asthma conditions, so he could not leave his house. He got a pile of video, uh, you know, hours and hours of video to go through. And on his uh, 12-year-old Mac, 
you know, oh, wow. piece by piece, stitch that video together uh, to make what we have in the final product. So he really, I think, had to had to bust his tail like nobody else to try to get this thing across the finish line. So, yeah, definitely a, a wonderful team effort, and not just them. Of course, every choir member who came and learned their part and sang their hearts out and parents getting their kids to the right place at the right time and just a lot of things had to happen to make it work. How did this impact you? Because between the writing of the the poetry, so to speak, mm-hmm. and the co- composition, the putting together, and the the publishing, how did, how did this impact you emotionally? Yeah, well, I think in the initial phase, there's that. I'm I'm not a terribly emotional Catholic. I'm I'm more one of these guys who wakes up in the morning and says, "Okay, God, what do you want me to do?" And that was one of those mornings where it's just like, I know what you want me to do. And I, I, I've got <laughs> nice to know, though. It is. Got a plan for the day. I'll tell you what, it, it gave me a it gave me a serious purpose for a month. You know, I just like I know I've got to do this. And so that presents, you know, one problem to overcome after another, after another, after another. And sequentially, you just kind of go through each day. Just knowing this is going to be something good. And I just got to keep keep moving here. So I, I, I think it at least in the initial phases of this pandemic, it certainly gave me a place to put my passion and energy and uh, confidence that something good was happening here that was going to be helpful to others. I think there's a lesson in, in that for anyone who might be listening, because I, I don't know you very well, but mm-hmm. what how you described yourself as being someone who's, I'm not that emotional, but yet I also want to do what God's will is. Mm-hmm. And it is so good to think at the moment you're working on something that you are doing something of God's will. And all of us need to be asking that question, whether it's large projects like this, where you've got an inspiration, you're going to be doing something that involves huge numbers of people or, mm-hmm. or small things like when you had your choir member on Cynthia, who sews masks mm-hmm. on her spare time while she's praying yes. for her children who are mm-hmm. out there as essential workers. This is a, a, a time where having Embracing the calls that God gives you, large and small, sure. can be very, very helpful and very important. Very much, yeah. I take it this has been, that's part of what's been important for you with this. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just feel like I, I've always, I've always got to be doing something and I'm, I'm, it's how I fight laziness. Cause uh, otherwise, <laughs> if I don't wake up with a purpose or, or a, a sort of an agenda to get through or things that I'm going to do on a given day, I, I can be prone to just really check out, you know? Well, and then you, also, as a teacher who's still teaching, but mm-hmm. teaching through through Zoom and Correct. virtually, you've got something to do every day. You've Correct. always got lesson plans you've got to be able mm-hmm. to get done. You've got the planning of all of your music, your choir. How are your kids responding to this time? That's interesting, yeah. In, initially, it was difficult, I think, both for them and for me. I never had to deal with uh, Zoom for teaching. I never had to deal with Google Class, which is another really important feature in uh, in the way our, our school is is stitching this together. I hear there's good news, bad news about that particular yeah, yeah. program. So, uh, yeah, so it was, you know, it's been a challenge to take what I normally do, uh, teaching music, and sort of, I guess, shoehorn it into those two mediums and, and try to make it work. But we're finding ways, like anybody else, to get it done and... So this project that you did on the side, mm-hmm. how did it impact what you do as a teacher? Yeah, that just turned each day into a juggling act because, you know, it's just like, okay, I, I still have these things that I got to take care of. But, you know, this enormous project is is kind of, you know, taking up a lot of airspace as well. So, yeah, that just was a challenge of scheduling and, and making it happen. And could I have taught better without the project? Probably. <laughs> you know, but, but you are know. you going to mm-hmm. teach your kids this song? I'm my own kids or no, no, you know, no, the, the, the school kids. The school kids. Yeah, well, they all know it now. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, they've already and, gotten the song. Oh, yeah. And, all right. Uh, so the, and many of them uh, took part in it. At least half of the school, I believe there were 22 kids involved in the, um, in the creation. So they know it. And, uh, our choir typically is 30, 31 ish like that, uh, with everybody there with the school choir. Well, I want to play it again. Before we do, I want to say thank you so very, very much mm-hmm. to you and your parents who participated, mm-hmm. to, uh, and, uh, Ariana and to Cynthia who were willing to share so deeply and for all that you do. Mm-hmm. Would you please lead us in a word of prayer? And then when we're done with the prayer, uh, I'll come back, say th- goodbye, but don't anyone leave. We're going to then play the soundtrack one more time. All right. Lord Jesus, we do look forward to the day when we sing together again, uh, as not just as a choir, but as an assembly in your presence and before your altar. 
And then I'll say the same thing here that I say at the end of our choir prayers, and that is, may our voices be one with the angels and saints. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today has been Andrew Everson, who is the choir director at St. Joachim, and who put together this wonderful song, What a Great Day It Will Be. And we will see you again next week. Listen now to the song. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. When we sing, sing, sing together again. Lord, you have given us a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. You bring us back more faithful. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. What a great day it will be when we sing together again. Yeah.